W's, Clint. W's. 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 Tipton Tigers are 1-0. What do you know? Third and Long Podcast listeners, welcome in for episode two of Third and Long. I can't believe we're back on here. It's been a quick week. I I can't believe the sponsors had us back. (laughs) That's excellent. Yes. We must have done something right. I think it was a quick week because we had a W on on last Friday. We were sitting here talking about it, and it, it happened. It feels good. First time since 2019. We start off the season with a W. That seems like forever ago. That was pre-COVID. It, that was pre-COVID. It feels like a while ago. That was, was, that was forever ago. Fifty-four-nothing. I think the the one that gets kind of hidden is that was the largest opening season margin of victory since 1969. That's I. I'll tell you what. This team has to feel good. The coaching staff has to feel good. The fans. Have to feel good after watching that game. Oh, that was fun. As a fan, it's, that it was, was fun. It was great. It felt like the old Tipton days where you just beat up on someone. Which <laughs> exactly. I like seeing. That you know, nineteen sixty nine. That uh, was a unique year. You how, know why? How so? I might be wrong on this. I haven't looked this up, but that was the last time that Tipton won the state championship. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> really? I mean, I knew there was a moon landing. So they didn't I have. Didn't they didn't was... have the playoffs where you go up to the dome. Okay. You actually won it by, it was kind of like the old college football where it was a ranking system and okay. based off of your schedule, they, they ranked it and said you win it. Well, so, well th- this bodes well for this team then. So that if, was if, if we're replaying 1969 history, then, then let's go. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, we are back on track. Like I said, surprisingly, um, I could not believe the, the support that we had for the podcast. I think it was just kind of you and me messing around, trying right. to talk to Tip and Tiger football. Had a lot of people coming up to us on Friday night last week wanting to talk about it oh. and what our plans are. So this is really exciting. I'll tell you what, yeah, if you're, if you're listening, really appreciate it. That was, uh, that was kind of fun having everyone talk about it and, uh, and bring it up. I know a lot of the football players also listen to it and – uh, heck, my daughter's talked about it too. So I'm like, uh, good feedback. We really appreciate yeah. it. And we're going to go bigger and better every week. Yeah, That's the plan. That was just kind of a mess around. Now, we, now we're bringing in guests. We've got Coach Nord tonight. It's a loaded up podcast. I like it. We're going to talk to him. Like I said, unfiltered. we got some questions for him. Um, yeah. We want to know how he feels and, and how he feels about the season coming up. So we'll be able to talk with him. Absolutely. Um, and as I said before, it was like, we have to feel good after after a win like that, starting out the season like that. But knowing Coach Norn, I'm sure he had some things he wants to work on too. Oh, you have to, you <laughs> have to. Yeah. So I I actually we, we did the podcast last Thursday, literally submitted it, loaded it right to the website, didn't listen to it. Um, turns out I haven't actually re-listened to it, but it turns out there were 500 listens last week. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. When 500 I listens. 500. I didn't know there was 500 this, fans of Tipton. You're so just telling me this. This is news. That's this new is crazy. So um, just found that out just a second ago. So yeah, hopefully And there we can... were, we'll get to this, but there were a couple mistakes last week. Big we, mistakes. That we will correct yes. and make right. Yes, that, so was, okay. that was us uh, not really knowing what we're doing. So exactly. we'll, uh, we'll correct that. Get that right. We've but, already uh, upgraded the intro music. That's right. So that's good. That's right. So um, if you haven't already, um, we are actually on Apple Podcasts, believe it or not. So hop on there, do a search for Third and Long. You'll see the uh, two cowboy hat-wearing uh, cowboys, urban cowboys, that are that's, underneath the Tipton Tiger. Uh, there's a chance that's the one and only time I've worn a cowboy hat. But, 
but that's our cover photo. It's good. It's great. It's great. So <laughs> let's jump in because we got a busy episode and this thing cannot go over an hour tonight. So no. um, let's just recap that game. I mean, I, I was, as I said, we were kind of talking to some folks about the podcast and the next thing you know, opening kick happens and it, it was like Griffin was on a Segway and everyone else was crawling on the ground trying to tackle him. He, he didn't get touched. <laughs> it did. It did not take long for people to stop talking about the podcast and start watching the football <laughs> team, which was great. Um, what, what, what would we talk about a lot? We said out in space, our speed. It's we've got athletes, and it and it showed. That's exactly and, what happened. And you know, we, we said Griffin would be the fastest guy on the football field last week. Yeah, and I think he proved that all of five seconds into that football game. So opening kickoff, take it. We kick off. They go down. I believe a three and out. Three and out. And their coach, I'm pretty sure he was thinking, it's now or never. Because that opening kickoff was so bad that I'm scared to punt it. He runs a guy in motion. Everyone knew it, including our defense. And we just swallowed it up and just hammered the punter on the sidelines, which got everyone kind of excited. It was was not not the best attempt at a fake punt. And we saw it. Like you said, everybody saw it. Uh, It was coming and... uh, Man, you start out a game like that. Oh, that's uh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I think after after that we went in and scored our, our second touchdown in the game. Ironically, and I, I haven't seen this, but I'm pretty sure we scored 20 points in the first quarter, and we didn't score till the fourth quarter. So that second and third quarter were kind of mirrored by a bunch of penalties. I, I mean, how many touchdowns do we get called back? Two oh or three? my god! So one thing I don't know if we have this stat. I'm sure Coach North has this stat. I would love to hear the penalty yards yeah. of this football game. Um, it, it's that was uh, the negated big plays, and not just the touchdown yeah, plays. Huge was, plays negated by penalties. And I tried to figure out if they truly were. There was there was one for sure. There was a holding. Some of them were touch and go. I mean, you can call those on every every absolutely. Penalty. So it was just disappointing because you you kind of get that excitement and then they pull it back and you have yeah. to go back. 10, yeah, 10 so many of these were just football plays. Yeah. They were football plays, and they um, yeah the the. The hold was it on Griffin or Preston to a pass to Griffin or Preston one of the two in the end zone. That was, you know, it was a bam, it was a bam bam play where you know they got to that block right before the ball got there. So it's yeah. just it's so hard to call some of those. But um, I mean, I'd like to see our stats with those added in oh because our right. stats would have been uh, right. that would have been nice. Now the only disadvantage of that is that scoreboard would have been running. The, the play clock would have been running. Our score clock would have been running. Um, and Very true. The game would have been over a lot quicker, but Very you could true. tell, you know, what was it at halftime? 34 to nothing going into half. Yep. And you kind of knew it was going to get ugly after that. Um, it was kind of exciting. We, well, we were able to get some freshmen, some sophomore oh, in. Yeah. Well, to that uh, point at halftime, you're just wondering, you know, how long does Coach Nord play this? Yep. Play the starters. And he did play them into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was healthy. Uh, which I, I think is the right move. You're early. It's a warm game. You know that these guys, these starters, are going to be playing four quarters in most of the games. So conditioning wise, you want to get them to that point. You don't want anybody hurt, but you want to get them conditioning wise to the point that we don't play four quarters. Yeah, ball. absolutely. Um, but it was neat to see fourth quarter. That's where you want to see some of these younger kids get in, get some experience, get that excitement for uh, coming in, and obviously they're they're part of the program as well. Gavin Sorgenfry with a pick. First play. First play. First play in. <laughs> varsity action. That's a good way to start <laughs> off for him. Uh, I saw another freshman, um, 
Oakley Cruz took a little jet sweep off the side. Took a jet Not sweep. the tallest kid, but man, he's fast when he he's gets the ball so in his hand. He's the kid's an athlete. You yeah. can tell that. <laughs> so just a couple of highlights that job. I saw. So let's let's uh, talk stars of the game. Um, sure. I think you know if you went to the game, it's it's pretty easy to tell. Griffin Naderman, Clint. Griffin Naderman. I again, obviously, we talked about the opening kickoff, but then he does a punt return. Not all that much longer later. Um, multiple tackles, multiple catches, I think at least one or two rushes. The guy was all over the field. And like I said before. We, he only we, had one catch for five yards. We, I, I expect that to go up. Well, again, uh, that's one of those if we take some of those penalties away. Yeah, good I saw I saw Griffin Naderman catch quite a few footballs that were negated by penalties. Yep. Um, you know, Aiden was able, able to find Griffin quite a few times. And like I said before, he's fast. We had speed on the, on the edges. We found those guys in space. Griffin played a really, really nice football game. He piled up 146 yards of return, just oh, on return yards. I love that. That's, um, that. And that's just hard to beat. Yeah. I don't care who you're playing. When when you've got the Devin Hester sitting out there, you know, people don't want to kick to him. And I guarantee that punt that he took back, well, it was a punt kickoff that was after a safety. Yeah. That was after that safety. So the Loiza Muscatine chose to punt that. And um, I guarantee they did that to not kick to Griffin. And that's exactly what they did is kick to Griffin. And they made him pay for it. Well, he has to be. There's no way someone's averaging more. He's averaging 73 yards per kick or per punt return. <laughs> or per return, I guess, just in general. That's pretty good. So uh, I, have a feeling, uh, some, I have a feeling Vinton might be game planning against punting it out of bounds or doing squib kicks. To start I, I would be, off. assuming Vinton's watched a game film, I'd be pretty surprised if they try to kick to Griffin. Yep. Tomorrow night. So let's talk. Uh, let's let's come up with some other other guys that maybe we saw sure. that, that jumped out to us. The one for me is uh, Jacob Bodecker. Um, we didn't really mention him in our first podcast. We kind of t- hung on to the offense, but defensively, it just seemed like he was living in their backfield. It was funny as I thought we we were talking Jake when we talk about Jacob Bodecker, we're talking offense yeah. a little bit. And oh man, the guy showed up on defense. Shows know. he had four tackles. Um, but I, I, I could sworn I saw at least four in the backfield. Like he was, it, if he had four field. tackles, he flexed to the sideline on all four <laughs> of them. And Darren Miller got it in a picture every time. That's good. Uh, he just looked good. He looked dominant on the edge. Um, uh, he sealed edges really, really well on Friday night. I thought he did a heck of a job. Yeah, I think Absolutely. just in general, the D line. I mean, they were stout. <clears throat> I, I don't know. You know that big offensive line. Maybe they weren't. They were big, but they, they weren't as strong as we kind of thought maybe they would come in as. But we controlled that. I, they, they weren't, there was nothing there. In I fact, agree. If you listen to our podcast last week, we talked about the weight of that offensive line and how our D-line, are they going to push our D-line around? I, I didn't see that at all on Friday night. I saw our D-line hold their own, uh, made piles, made chaos, so their linebackers and our safeties could make plays. Uh, I thought they did a hell of a job. If they ran the ball 32 times, how many yards do you think they had? God, oh, 32. Close. <laughs> 39 yards. Okay, so there so you go. So that's a good average. And to be honest with you, we knew they weren't going to pass, and they, the limited times they did, it did not look pretty. So, I mean, if you yeah. can't run the ball, we knew they couldn't throw. They were fake punting on the second possession of the game. I felt but, like this yeah. thing was in hand pretty quickly, and yeah, it's the, exactly the what The few passes had. they went, they, they tried to go towards our edges, which, again, they tried to pass on our speed, which I, didn't make a lot of sense that, uh, that they went there. I will give, again, one shout-out on people that really, really impressed us. I thought Cole Kime played. Cole Kime, is, it was oh, his man. first quarter that oh, he was in was just flying around. You could um, see him. He was quicker, stronger, faster than 
pretty much anyone and who wants to mess it, with him. It, it, I mean, to his credit, I called out the offensive line and the D-line on our podcast last week. I said, I'm really interested to see how this, this group does. Um, to me, they were the unknown. I knew what our speed would do. I knew, I knew we had skill players. I just didn't know what our line could do. Um, they did. They proved a lot to me. And, uh, you know, Cole even said, I, I hope we gave you a show tonight. And so, so I know he listened to the podcast. So, uh, Cole, heck of a job. And, and, yeah, that line was impressive on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess a little shout-out to the coaching staff getting that uh, first victory of the year. First victory of the year. Again, largest margin of victory in the opening game since 1969. That's 69 That's team, state championship. State championship, 1969. Hopefully that corresponds pretty well. That's, so that, oh, I thought they did a great job. So, real quick, Griffin Naderman, I'm thinking of some guys. That might be the only time I can think of in my lifetime that someone's taken two kickoff returns for touchdown. Um, Cody Kelly, Drew Oberfrank, Creeman Kids. There, there's, I know you don't have the history, Clint, but that's got to be, without having that, it's going to be something maybe the conservative can look back on, but that's that's a pretty impressive feat. You just heard me compare him to Devin Hester five minutes ago, so I'm just saying, you don't want to, like <laughs> – the high school version of David Esther, like, I, you're not going to see teams want to kick to Griffin Naderman very often. Yeah, that's going to bode well um, for us. Yeah, Because absolutely. once it's on tape, they get real scared. Absolutely. And I think you're going to see some goofy things happen just absolutely. to keep it away from them. So. Some accidental out-of-bounds kickoffs, I think, are coming our way, which I love. Very good. So, obviously, not everything is perfect, even though we win 54 nothing, There's not much to right. complain about. And I right. will not complain about anything with a 54 nothing uh, victory. Right. Right. But what disappoints, disappointments did you see out there? Um, the, the one that stands out to me probably the most is, um, you know, our, our field goal or extra point unit. We had, it was a little porous up front. We actually had, you know, we had a couple blocked. Um, you know, it was almost one of those things. It was such a dominant football game. I was glad to see a couple mistakes so the coach and the staff could come in and actually have stuff that needed to work on. Um, and not just eagles. say, wow, you guys are just fantastic. Um, so, so I, again, I do think there's, there's some opportunities to shore up some of, the, some of that interior line play on our field goals um, and our PATs. I think you know, Austin Ellerhoff has a great leg. He, yeah. That first extra point was a fantastic well, His first kick. kickoff was in the end zone. His first kickoff was in the end zone. Yeah. So he's got a leg. We know he can kick the ball. Uh, we just got to give him just a little bit of time to get it off. Yeah. And so um, snaps were just a hair high, nothing crazy. I think Preston Davis those are holder. He got him down, but it was just the time was just a little bit off and allowed for a couple blocks. So I would like those, to see that tomorrow night. Get those extra up, points are you know in these tight games you got to have them. So absolutely, um, and, and we will run into those. They're not absolutely. only fifty four to nothing. No, um, this the next one. It's it was pretty obvious for anyone that was there. It's got to be penalties. Yeah, we've got to shore that up. I mean, like we said earlier, some of them were were clear cut. Some of them were kind of the refs just kind of trying to control the game and make tic-tac-y fouls, but yeah. penalties, excuse me. But. And like you said, penalties happen every play. Yeah. Every play. It's whether they're called or not. And so for these guys, I just think it's awareness saying, hey, this is how this this officiating crew is calling this game. Yeah. And if they're calling it tight and if they're calling it close, you have to back off. You have to play a little bit you know, more careful. Um, so it, 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 it'll change tomorrow night. We'll run into games where we can't get a flag thrown for – the life of us. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just have to see how teams are calling. But, yeah, we definitely – It, it, it definitely uh, changed the momentum of the game. We'd score a touchdown, and it wasn't a quick Absolutely. penalty either. It was we're going to huddle up and talk about it for a couple <laughs> – 
five or ten minutes, my, and then we'll tell you what the penalty is, maybe. My dad was texting me. He was at the South Harden-South Hamilton game. He texted me the final score. There was three minutes left in the third quarter of our game. <laughs> and we're on a running clock. <laughs> yeah, we were on a running clock. So, yeah, that game took a while. Yeah. Uh, another disappointment for me, uh, it's, it's got to be the popcorn at Louisa Muscatine. Um, for me, I eat popcorn at every single one of these games. and uh, Was it salty or was it stale? No, I think it was from the last baseball game that they finished up because uh, they threw some salt on it and handed it over to me. It was not good. It was it was as bad as that opening kickoff. Cost-saving measures. Yeah. It's fine. So, I try to give a preview. I'm going to give that a 2.7. I, it, I didn't even finish it, which is I, very surprising for me. I came in with $40, left with none, but you got nothing to eat because my kids took all my money. So I wouldn't know. Yeah. you got to give them the $10 allowance. Yeah, I know. I know. And then uh, last one for me, and we'll move on. Like I said, we're actually talking a lot about disappointments. There wasn't a lot to be disappointed with, but we've got to sure up the, the arm tackles. I saw a lot of kind of reaching. That's a easy thing to, to sure up it's it's something that happens game one all the time but i saw yeah. a lot of reaching for tackles and we were just quicker and stronger and didn't allow it but right. when you play teams that have a better running back they'll run through those arm tackles yeah i mean you're gonna if you play like that west branch tailback from last year that's not gonna be an arm tackle guy uh yeah. you're gonna have to put a pad on but i i would agree with you i thought our defense played really really well i the couple times i'd say we we got in the backfield, uh, Ian and Landon both. They're so fast. I almost think they were surprised they got in the backfield as easily as they did on some of their yeah. stunts um, and ran by the play a little bit with some arm tackles. Um, but, I, again, this is week one stuff. Break down, make the play. Um, I think these guys are are, are going to be just fine. Another thing I, I would like to see us work on, I thought Aiden threw, had a great game. Um, I think his first pass was, was just a little overthrown to uh, uh, Zach Benz. Real close to a touchdown, mm-hmm. just a little overthrow. He uh, he obviously has some legs. You can see when when plays break down, he's taken off. He's mm-hmm. going to run the ball. I would like to see him maybe stay in the pocket just a little bit longer. He he made a great play. Oh, it's like our second possession. He right. he felt the pressure, ran out. I don't think the pressure was as big as he thought, and he took off. Sure. What I really liked is he threw the ball away. That's right. something a young quarterback very rarely. Everyone's trying to be the hero. They see it happen. But throwing the ball away is sometimes the best pass. And I agree. That Actually, really gave me a lot of hope that, that he sees it, knew that situation wants to live another down. That was really good. We yeah. don't want to see him running the ball. Um, I don't think he ran it that much, but six times for 50 yards. He is going to be a running quarterback, but we got to keep him healthy. So Absolutely. I'm hopeful that he, he understands that, that his, his legs and shoulders are important to us. So hopefully he, he takes the out-of-bounds versus trying to – you know, it's funny, that's the conversation I had with uh, with Aiden's dad, Mark, um, was, you know, his first varsity start, don't do too much. Like you said, live to see another down. Uh, don't try to make plays where there's no play to be made. Uh, throwing the ball out of bounds is just fine sometimes. But, yeah, 11 for 20 for 136 yards. Um, I thought Aiden played a really nice game. I saw him get to his second progression a couple times. I saw him get to a third progression at least once in the third quarter. I think that was a pass to Zach Benz. So, Again, for first start to get to your third progression, I think is good. You can tell that he has. He was spent. humming throughout the throughout the <laughs> the rest of the, the uh, half as well. Exactly. So you can tell that in the JV ranks and stuff that his legs were were good enough to to get first downs and to, to get out of broken down plays. Um, that probably won't happen in every varsity game, 
Uh, we're going to run in some teams that are going to try to shore him up. So, yeah, I would like to see him depend on his arm a little bit less on his legs just for health purposes. You're right. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Um, we're just going to do a very, very quick preview of Vinton. We don't have a ton of information on him, as we probably shouldn't, because they've only played one game. They played Benton Community last week. Uh, I believe they got beat 42 to nothing. Yeah. Um, Benton is a 3A program just like uh, Vinton Shellsburg, but they are uh, they're notoriously pretty good. Yeah, no, Benton's a good, a good team. Again, Benton's had their issues the last couple of years, um, for sure, but... I just feel like they set up a lot the same as what we just saw in the last Muscatine. I see a big line. I see a lot of 6'2", 6'3", 245, 275. It's, it's eerily similar because they. it looks to me like they do a lot of direct snaps to this quarterback and mm -hmm. do some runs. And you're going to see a very similar style where it's just going to be a mush of line play and a quarterback that's good. Just going to basically try it, to run through. And that's the deal. As you look at uh, when we played against Elias Muscatine, they had a decent quarterback. And that number 10 was a decent wide receiver. He's not really any time to get the ball to him. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see the exact same thing tomorrow night. Uh, Newton Shellsburg, the, the quarterback, six foot 175. Uh, he was their leading rusher, obviously their leading passer. Yep. Um, he's, he's definitely the key, uh, going to be the best athlete. Uh, he actually ran for a lot more last year as the season when you look at their season stats. So I, I don't know if they were trying to vary it up a little bit last sure. week and try some different things, but he actually was a main focus for them last year. So I uh, think you're going to see another ground and pound game. Um, but I think this is going to be a little stiffer test. Obviously, you're playing a 3A team versus an A ball. I didn't know the Wise and Muscle team was A. Yeah, they dropped down to A last year. But <laughs> yeah. you're jumping up the leagues, and that's good. We, we got our we got our kind of 54 nothing blowout, and now it's time to play some yeah. teams that uh, we're going to be facing here. You're going to see a year. stiffer team tomorrow night than we saw on Friday night, but, but their setup is similar. And so yeah. I – I don't think we're going to see a ton of surprises. This is another one I'd be shocked if we see them try to test our edges with a pass. Um, I just I see them trying to keep the ball in the middle of the field. I see them running between the tackles. Um, it's what I thought Eliza Muscatine would do. It's what I think Ben Shellsburg's going to do. And then finally, hopefully we see this guy a lot. Uh, but the punter, nice little average, 41 41 punts, 41 yards per average. So he's, he's got a bunt. Uh, he's going to have to punt it, but guess who he's going to have to punt it to? Exactly. That's the deal. We got Griffin back there. So yeah. so either his his game now is laid up there high enough that your coverage gets down there, or try to aim it towards the sideline. We all know what can happen when we try to aim towards the sideline. Yeah. You get that little shank, that little five yard shank right into the yeah. right into the uh, the team sideline. So, but yeah, he looks like a formidable punter. Looks like someone who can change field position, um, but. So we have a weapon back there to catch the ball. So I have yet to be to a Vinton Shellsburg football game. I know we played them maybe a couple years ago. Supposedly they have a field turf. Do you have do. that? Do you think that'll have any? Like, do we have to change cleats? Is that a situation Ooh, where I don't we're slipping so. a little bit? I don't think so. I'd love that. Though. Perhaps we can talk I'd to Coach Nord about that. That that would be a good Nord question when, okay. when, when, we come, when we interview him. Well, let's uh, take a quick advertisement break, and uh, when we come back, we are pretty excited because we are going to have Coach Nord in studio, oh. and we're going to mm. pry him down and ask him the questions we've been dying to ask him. So, I like that. Um, I'm excited. Very good. All right, Clint. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of sponsorship here. Sponsorship. And so again, bear with we, us. We appreciate the people who are supporting the podcast, listening to the podcast. And I did want to um, give a shout out to this week's sponsor, Mark and Tina Boston. That'd be Aiden Thank Boston's you very much. parents. 
Uh, yes, thank you for being part of the podcast. We really appreciate you guys and uh, having a blast watching your son play on the field. You bet. And then uh, our second our second sponsorship is with uh, Tipping Greenhouse, and they're running a special on uh, their their specials off of Mums. Five dollars off their Mums this week. Five dollars off. Mums. So you go in there and mention Third Mung Podcast. It's the time of year to go play Mums. That's right. This is perfect timing for it. So head in there and uh, ask for the third and long discount. And uh, like Chris that. and Lee will take care of you. But um, yeah. And then lastly, um, I'm excited. You know, next week is our first home game. Um, we really haven't had much going on in town before the game. And that's kind of quickly changing. Um, we mentioned last week we're having something down at Red Pen Lounge. They're going to have a little tailgate down there before kickoff. Hardy's Shakes. Hardy's Shakes. Yeah. Burger That's worth it just to go there. Shakes. Check that out. I think so. I, it's sponsored by the uh, Junior Proms. You know there'll be some games. Uh, be a good crowd. I'd like to see a, a bunch of people there. And if you're looking before that, even after the game, L&B's as well as Double Bogey has mentioned that they're putting on some stuff. So both of those look like places that I might be uh, patronizing after yeah, the game. I, so. I, I might be a red pin prior or a Double Bogey's after. We'll have All to right. see what happens. Well, come join us. That should be a fun time. So... Uh, looking forward to uh, next week, but before then, let's get a little conversation with Coach Nord. Welcome back to Third and Long Podcast. We are super jacked up because, Clint, we've got our first guest, none other than Coach Nord of the Tipton Tiger football team. The head coach. Paul, welcome to 54 to nothing win over the last must be on Friday night. Coach Nord, welcome to the Third and Long podcast. Hey, thanks guys. Very honored to be here. Yeah, this is you're the very first guest. You are might be the only guest of the year, but hopefully not. <laughs> we might ask you back next week. We'll I'll, see what happens. I love it. We'll see what happens. Yep, Depending I'm on here. how our sponsorship comes through, we might we might try to make this a weekly thing, but Obviously, we know your time's stretched thin here between teaching and you got a game tomorrow night, so we're going to keep this pretty brief. But we, uh, we'd love to have a chance to just pick your brain and, and see what your thoughts were on uh, last week. Obviously, that was you're not thinking about last week, but we still are. So love to hear from you and, and uh, hear your thoughts on last week, if it went the way you thought, um, maybe areas of improvement or, or things that you thought really went well. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, we, we loved how it went. Uh, we were a little worried. Um, when we showed up and saw the size of some of those guys, yeah, they, were, they were big <laughs> about, you know, what they might be able to do, uh, for us or against us. And, uh, and our guys left, no doubt though, came out right off the bat and, and really took it to them. Did, did Naderman get touched? Have you rewatched the tape? Did anyone even get a fingertip on him on the opening kickoff? I'm, you know, it, going by the two of them, I'm not positive how much he got touched on either one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was, was that good blocking, or was it him just kind of doing his thing with the? The speed? first one, I thought he had an, a really aware cut that cut he back. made, and when he cut back against the grain a little bit, we were kind of going um, one direction, and he and he saw an opening. They were overrunning it, and and he made a great cut, and that probably led to not getting touched. So, fifty-four points. Obviously, a couple of them were from special teams. Um, the defense did a phenomenal job. Griffin Neighborman or Griffin Neighborman. Uh, Griffin Ornsby did a great job of calling the defense. Lots of blitzes. Um, you guys kind of run a, I would call it a, like a, 
four, but two guys are down, two guys are on the edge. Yeah, what is that? Is it like a four four, a four three, a four five with down? We're we kinda we're we're pretty fluid with a, with our fronts and, and our blitzes and we're pretty aggressive coming at you in a lot of different ways. It was um, causing havoc. For so and we let some our our defensive our, our edge guys are pretty athletic, so we let them come out of a two point if they're not getting um, you know loaded down too much by a tackle or an H back something. So we we let them kind of go and and do what they can do do best. What were you more impressed with, fifty four points or zero points for your opponent? Um, you know, at, at first week of the first week of the season, usually the defense is ahead of the offense. Um, so playing defense was what we were going to hopefully rely on and being strong on defense. So uh, we were hoping that, that the shutout was something that we could do and hopefully it's something that we can be pretty stout with throughout the, the season. But um, I thought we were able to do a lot of stuff offensively that um, we'd maybe tried or wanted to do previously. Yeah. And, it, and it all came out uh, in this week one game. So 54 points. You're not going to like this stat, Coach Nord, but uh... – you scored previously last year 80 points. So you guys pretty much We're almost We're close. <laughs> half a hundo on these guys. Um, obviously, we can keep going on about the number of points scored, but awfully very exciting. But we have to move on because we've got a big opponent tomorrow in Vinton Shellsburg, and we're jumping up ranks to a 3A opponent. Um, that's obviously something that you have to take seriously with that. Uh, yeah, they're, so last year they played a whole a 3A schedule. They were in a district, 3A district. They actually jumped, they bounced down now into 2A. They're one of the bigger 2A schools that will that, that is in the state now. Um, they've got some big size. They, they remind me of Loaiza Muscatine, but I think they've got it together a little bit more. Um, their, their size is going to be really good. They're going to try to maybe ground and pound us a little bit and, you know, that's that's what we've been seeing the last, for the last couple of weeks. Their record was not impressive last year. I think they won one game, maybe two games, finished second to last in their in their district. But when you look at the teams that are in their district, it was top to bottom, very tough. Kind of like ours the last couple of years, just a very tough district. Um, so I am definitely not taking them lightly. I have not watched anything on them from a tape standpoint, but obviously you have. Um, offensively, what are, what are you seeing from them? Uh, they're they're big up front and and um, they're they're going to try to just come knock you in the teeth right off the bat. They're going to be they they like to run the ball a uh, lot between the tackles. Uh, they'll do some stuff to try to get to the edge, but I think they they like the size of their line. Um, you said something about their last year's schedule. That's what's a little bit worrisome too. Is they they played three A and there were a lot of close games last year. Like the you know Benton who they got beat by heavily here this last week they they played them like 14 to 6 last year yeah. so the, you know those are big schools that they're hanging with it's at home um playing on turf that's something that we don't get the the privilege of doing very often is that is that anything that you have to take into consideration or is it just another surface that that's going to happen uh you know we didn't we haven't really made too big of a deal about it um this this week in practice as far as the playing surface um, it's the it's a pretty good turf field, so you get to wear your cleats and you know nice. do everything pretty normal. It's not some it's not that old astroturf stuff where it, <laughs> it, it peels the skin <laughs> off. Yeah, it's a, it's a piece of carpet with a, a thin pad. No, that's good. Um, like I said, I've never been up there. Um, for those of you that are heading up there, hopefully I'll have another good crowd. I think that's the momentum here of last week. I hopeful that we'll get some more people coming up that way. Obviously, I think it's like what twenty miles north of of uh, Cedar Rapids, mm -hmm. so. 
nothing too bad. Stop and get some uh, dinner in Cedar Rapids and then head up to the game at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And not to go back to last week, but what were your thoughts on the crowd that Tipton brought, honestly, compared to what Louisa Muscatine had for a home crowd? <laughs> right. The, when, when you are louder and you pack the stands more than, than the, uh, an, uh, game op- the opening <laughs> game for a home team like that, I thought it was awesome. I thought our, the crowd was great. I thought our student section was awesome. They were, it they was, were. and I hope that that's something that they, they, you know, I had kids all week tell me how much fun it was for a Friday night. And it's a little sad that they haven't had that as much, but that's, you know, that's what we've been working on to try to get uh, kind of a good environment back. You know, and to look, you know, to that point, they haven't had that feeling. We haven't had this like 54 to nothing, you know, really dominate your opponent feeling in quite a while. Um, that 2019 opening win was a 34 nothing win over North Cedar, it looks like. So I, I did see that. So that was a good win back then. But this team, these boys, have not experienced something like this. So when you look at this last week of practice, what was the attitude like uh, at practice? Were, you know, was there arrogance? Was there confidence? Was there, what did it look like? Um, I think naturally for high school kids, they probably were uh, riding a little high. But I was really pleased with um, how grounded they stayed this week. Uh, they were, I thought we had a pretty, we've had a pretty good week of practice. Um, we, and we kept preaching about, you know, stay humble, stay hungry, those kinds of things, because, you know, one game doesn't do anything and it's non-district games even. So it even does right. less. So, um, as far as that's going, you know, I, I, I'm pleased with how we've looked. We were, we were very businesslike with, uh, some of our, our new installs and different things that we've been working on this week. Winning breeds winning, and I think you, you're starting to see the, just the excitement, I'm sure, in practice and at school, that, that culture starts to just get into your blood and you don't want to lose after you feel that. Um, and obviously these kids deserve that. Um, you see it with, uh, I think, Cedar Rapids Jefferson, 19 straight losses, won their first game. Um, little things like that, that's how programs are built, and I'm hopeful that this can kind of jettison us into a really successful season. And uh, get these kids fired up, especially young kids, because those are the ones that you want to start believing in this program. So super excited for that. Um, so yeah, good preview. Looking forward to seeing all the, the fans out there uh, tomorrow night. I know I'll be there as well. Um, but we actually have some uh, listener questions that um, we're going to kind of fire off at you, a little fire round. And we'll probably save some of them because we're hopeful that we'll have you a couple more times, but um, we'll get a couple out of you here to start. So um Coach Nord, for those of you that don't know, was actually from Tipton. He, he moved here in first grade, and uh, he actually was one of the first transfer portals in high school back in the ni- – you were in the 1900s, right? That's when you graduated high school? Yep, so this right. was in the 1900s. Um, he transferred out, and the rumor was he transferred out because he was nervous he would not be the starting quarterback in, in high school. Um <laughs> You don't have to answer that. I'm not going to ask you, but I think it's that's what's been said. Um, but Tall went on to be had a very successful career. He had to leave the state to, to get out of there, but he, he went to Union High School, um, which is no longer, right? That's true. Okay. Biggsville, um, Illinois, and uh, started as a freshman, right? Or sophomore? Sophomore. Sophomore. Had a very successful high school career and ended up going to – Iowa Wesleyan, you had some offers at some smaller, like Western Kentucky and Eastern Michigan, but ended up going to, to Iowa Wesleyan, which that is rest in peace, right? I mean, that is supposedly that's the now the headquarters for Spirit Halloween. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. My high school and college do not exist. <laughs> I mean, they, they're selling socks and, and doorknobs right now online to sell that place out. I mean, that is, is that auction over with? That, it is over with. I think you can probably just show up and take what's left. It's, it's a sad. I mean, it, it's, it's too bad. But yeah, Iowa Wesleyan is no more down Mount Pleasant. But Tall was actually one of the first that I know of. Um, Connor McCaffrey, Bo Jackson, um, Charlie Ward, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Tall started off as a started at quarterback at Iowa Wesleyan, right? Mm-hmm. As a freshman in college, it's very difficult to do. Actually transferred into basketball. So you were a dual sport athlete at Iowa West, Wesleyan. That's got to be, you must have been the man on campus. Not really at the same time. I played football for two years and then moved to basketball. Well, Connor McCaffrey didn't either. Yeah, right. So he, he yeah. kind of split his time up too. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put me at Bo Jackson level. I, when you're not good at anything, you just try to find <laughs> anything to do. All right, so let's get to our first viewer question here. Um, based off your current roster that you have at Tipton here, if you were to play right now, as you are right now. What position do you think you would play? Would you, would you jump in at quarterback, take Aiden's spot? Would you be an offensive lineman, tight end? Would you uh, be a punter? What, what what position would you play? One of our viewers are wondering about that, or listeners. Oh, I think by just size-wise alone, I think I'd have to be put on the line. I'm what, what probably position? knocking the weight with you know our heaviest guys. So <laughs> I'd, I'd wrestle or figure out how to play guard or tackle and try to figure out wherever I could be up there. <laughs> And this is this is not. A, I would also bring the average up of our line <laughs> for our weight too. So this is actually a question for me. This is not from our listeners, but uh, would you be all conference in your opinion? Yeah, I think that's got to okay. happen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like maybe an honorable. That's good. Maybe an honorable mention. <laughs> um, another listener question here is. Um, at what point did you know you wanted to come back to Tipton to coach football? You know, I don't, I, that's kind of something that we've, you know, I thought about it since I started teaching. I got out of college. I had, I've known some people around Tipton and in the, in the school building a little bit too, and it was just never felt like the right time to come back. Um, but I've always kept an eye on it and been a, a, a being away in Illinois for it, but um, it just finally got to the point where we were tired of coming back, you know, driving back to hang out and see everybody that we knew. So it was just a better step for our, us and our family to, yep. to come back and live. Well, Tipton's very lucky to have you and your family here in Tipton. Um, so that's that's very exciting. Um, I notice you're asking these questions from a blank sheet of paper, too. That's weird. <laughs> so, well, I mean, so, I, I've got a question now. Yeah, go ahead, Clint. Okay, I mean, I'm sure the school board's listening. Sure, the superintendent's listening. The principal's probably listening. Who like, everyone's listening. listening. I know. What do you spend more time on in week planning? Mm. Your math class or the football game Friday night? Well, I will. I will tell you that there's there's a lot more going on in the morning hours for for school, okay. and then a lot of my late nights are more directed towards football. So it's all about. You know, scheduling your time on what you're going to be doing. I don't think people realize the amount of time football coaches put in between film, practice, weights, summer workouts. It is, if, if you don't understand the amount of time these coaches are putting in, just 
will sit down and put it on a paper and what they get paid versus the hours they work they're working for pennies and it's uh it's a it's got to be a love that you guys have to do it and i uh i respect the heck out of it so and so when uh, you know him fairly well we can maybe have him on the show someday and ask him but when jody gluka gets yelled at by the referee to, to get off the, the side. Does that actually affect him at all? Does he get really back. care or no? <laughs> no, I think we've got a fiery bunch of coaches. Yes, and is uh, like, like we went that whole game, I don't think there was a single flag on us. So I think hey, that's a win. Exactly. You know, on top of the score, that's good for us. Two more questions, and we'll let you go, Tall, because we know you've got to get running and, and start looking at that tape some more with uh, Vinton. But um, walk us through your headsets. It seems like I've seen on the side of the headsets it has – like names, and I, I'm just curious what those names are on the side. So what's cool about our headsets is they get programmed from the, the company, so we have to pick out what you want. And just know in high school football, uh, coaches come and go. Um, so putting a coach's name programmed in is kind of a, a silly idea. Um, so instead of just doing a simple offensive coordinator, head coach, whatever title on them, we thought it would be kind of cool and funny to put uh, the call signs for uh, the the Top Gun movies, no way. so we have our everybody's box that they have on their belt clip is no Maverick and Goose and all of the the call signs for that. So uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny and pretty cool. So it doesn't matter if the coaches change; they still have a call sign that they get to be each week. I love it. Oh my I love it. Who's Maverick? Uh, Mad- Maverick is Jody Glubka. Of course he is. That right. makes sense. Who's Goose? Uh, Goose is Coach Ormsby. Is there oh, an yeah. Iceman? There is an Iceman. That's Darren Lenz. All right. Course. That nice. makes sense. Is there a Hollywood? Hollywood is yours truly. Yes, sir. Okay. Perfect. That was, that was your nickname in seventh grade, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hollywood Nord. So, uh, final question, and we'll let you go. Um, obviously, a pretty big game coming up for Tipton, but there's also a bigger game uh, the following Thursday. The Detroit Lions against the Kansas City Chiefs. And one of the listeners asked if the Kansas City Chiefs, who just came off a of Super Bowl, heavily favored in this game, obviously bring back pretty much their whole team. This is pretty – I mean, they're going to give out Super Bowl rings before the game. It's at their home field, opening night. NFL wants them to win. If for some reason the Detroit Lions would pull off the victory, which would be improbable, but if they were – would you be willing to wear a Detroit Lion t-shirt uh, that following Friday in school? Friday's hard, man. Friday's, maybe the Monday. Maybe Friday's tipped in days. Maybe the Monday after. after. I, I could, yeah, yeah, I could probably figure out. I'll, okay. I'll make that bet. You do know that TJ Hawkinson just signed the largest tight end contract ever. Oh, he's from Minnesota now, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, That's, my that God. Hurts. That hurts me. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Josh. Did that hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Clint. <laughs> Coach Nord, any closing thoughts on the game tomorrow as well as the upcoming season? Any thoughts for our listeners? No, I just I hope everybody can make it to the game. We really appreciate the support we got last Friday. It was great. Yeah, so we're looking forward to it, and uh, thank you very much for your time. Looking forward to having you on again. Good luck, Coach. All right, that was great talking to Coach Nord here, um, getting his time. Um, Hopefully we can do that on the regular and uh, get his viewpoints each week of the games and uh, get some questions out there. So if you have any questions, let Clint and I know. We'll – Make sure to get those over to Tall so you can make them anonymous and you don't even have to ask them. Kind of be scared behind it. So 
We do have other sports in Tipton. We do have other sports. Before we get to that, can I just mention something real quick? Last uh, we're week, up against no, it here. last week we called. Oh, uh, I, I know we have some errors. Some we do errors have some from errors. Last week, I want to make Big sure. One. I, I'm going to take blame on this. Okay. Um, we called Landon Holub, Ethan Holub, his brother. That's got to be painful oh, for him. The younger brother. And I know, we called him the younger brother. I know Lando very well. Oh, um, just known brutal. him since he's a young boy. I just feel terrible. Brutal. We had circled. Ethan, and for some reason, when we looked down, we, we, we both did it. And uh, sorry, yep. sorry, Landon. Landon you, knew, you knew who we were talking about. Landon, 10 rushes last week, 67 yards, played fantastic defense in the interior. Uh, you had a hell of a game last week. So, and Landon, we apologize. You are not Ethan. And Ethan, great job. Landon. We're expecting big things from you as well. So, big things. hopefully, you come through. <laughs> big things. The other one I want to mention, Kyle Vandenberg. We did not mention him as part of the line. He played a nice game on Friday, oh, and really uh, nice. I think uh, we kind of let him. We were talking about the offensive line. I, I never mentioned him, so I ended up making yeah, a key and, shout and out. I, for that. Yeah, I was talking the offensive line for half the thing last time, and never mentioned Kyle. Yeah, so we, Kyle. I can see when we're, when well the viewers done. turn it off and not. And when we talked the offensive line, we lost at least twenty five percent of our listeners. So we're gonna have to on, we're gonna have to stick with <laughs> with the skilled players and punting and punting, of course. <laughs> so there is some other sports, yes, in Tipton, and uh, obviously tonight was a busy night. Um, why don't you start us off with uh, the swimming team? Swimming. So this is something we were gonna try to mention last week. We we're gonna try to mention this last week. Go through the sports, but we ran out of time. Um, you know, took the swimming. We had our very first swim meet last week, I believe. I've not seen results from that, but we have returned a majority of our um, our, our swimmers to the to the team this year, and we have a new coach, Judd Anderson, who's been there for he was coaching for fifty two years in Muscatine. You know what they don't have though? It's very important in swimming. A pool. They don't have a pool. Well, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. They're putting the AC on top of the. The no, it's coming before that. So they're gonna, it sounds like they're going to put the water in, and uh, I guess they're going to risk it and just say uh, your eyeballs are going to uh, have a little. Well, either, we have some great senior leadership on there. Avery Collender, who was a state qualifier last year, Anna Thomas, and then Megan Vandergast. Um, like I said, we returned most of that team from last year. It um, uh, should be fun to watch this The year. fact that Tipton has a swim team is exactly. just amazing. And I love that. I, I hope the community enjoys that and, and supports it because it's it's really cool that we have that yeah, option for absolutely. kids. Um, tonight was opening night for cross country as well. Maybe not opening night for volleyball, but it was at least their first conference kind of get after oh, it type right. thing. Right. Um, so I was actually at the cross country meet tonight. Um there was a gazillion teams, and I mean a gazillion. Like, it took up the whole park, basically. Um, all JV and varsity ran at the exact same time. Yeah, so it was, it was a complete mess. Yep, it's a mess. Um, so it's a mess. wasn't sure what to expect. Both teams put out a good showing. I know it wasn't their best in terms of overall team. Um, Tipton cross-country, actually, this week, the girls were came in at third in the two-way state rankings. The boys were in fourth. Um, for this meet alone, there's some bigger schools, Solon and Marion, um, Monticello. Um, the girls took fourth overall. Um, Olivia and Laura were in the top ten. And uh, on the boys' side, Clay was in the top ten, and they took seventh. So definitely some room to grow. Um, that's a tough, tough place. It's just, oh. it's, it's a huge school. A couple huge, huge hills. And big, big, I mean, it's a tough course, but huge schools as well. Like you said, there's a ton of 4 schools there. Yep. Um, so you're running against the best competition. Um, uh, number three ranking on the girls and 
in two-way. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to probably go down this week because Monticello took them. Um, and it was it was close. Was but close? They, yeah, they, they're going to probably jump us this week. Um, we'll have to take a peek at that for next week's episode. But um, cross-country, uh, they have a meet on Tuesday. It might get canceled. We don't know. 95-degree weather, supposedly. Yeah, but um, if not, please come out. That's our only home meet of the year. And I think uh, – the girls would really appreciate having extra extra fans out there cheering them on, and uh, um, hopefully the concession stand will be will be close. The hopefully, boys as well. I'm hopefully those bleachers are the visiting bleachers are pulled back for because they're currently sitting on the. So next, we're moved. Yeah. Awesome, we're yeah, good to go. There we They've go. Been moved. That's fantastic. That is that is uh, a big highlight for us. Hopefully the concession stand Let's will be ready and and we'll be have a whole new whole new uh, football stadium there. So. Um, last one, volleyball. Volleyball. So, again, the, uh, the varsity started out 4-0. They had a uh, tournament in Lisbon on Tuesday uh, that they swept. So, didn't, again, our, vars- our volleyball team is, has numbers. I mean, we, uh, we filled the varsity JV fresh soft with – fresh soft has over 15 players. Bar- uh, JV has, I think, 13. It's a lot of numbers. A bunch of volleyball players. Start 4-0. Uh, the varsity's currently playing as we talk, so we'll see yeah. how we'll see how they do at West Liberty tonight. Yeah, West Liberty's a tough team. I think they're ranked uh, yes, they at are. least third or fourth in uh, 3A. So hopefully yep. they do well against them. But uh, we have 12, 11 seniors out for volleyball. That's all. That's 11 amazing. seniors. That's awesome. That's great. All right, quick segment. We're up against time here. Things I learned this week. I actually learned. Um, we were in the alumni golf tournament this past weekend. Yes. Or not alumni, excuse me, the booster. Booster, yep. Booster tournament. I learned that just getting one ringer can't win you the whole thing. <laughs> we got Tristan Sorgenfry, the uh, who graduated from Tipton, stud golfer. And uh, I should have got maybe Bob Ryan as well, but um, <laughs> Tristan re- did not. In replace of me. I well, I both of us. <laughs> both of us. But I learned that you can't just get one person in the best four man best ball and win that's, the whole thing. Uh, Got to have some other folks. That that's do true. Some things, so um, I guess I I learned that uh, opposing teams probably should not kick the ball to Griffin Naderman. I also learned that uh, you know the proper. Did you not know that already? I I said he was gonna be the fast guy on the field. Man, he he uh, it wasn't only a fast guy on the field. He made everyone look like they were crawling. So awesome. Those are good. Well, thank you. All right, for our final segment, we're going to do the pick'ems. Um, obviously, this is the football contest directly out of the Tipton Conservative. Anyone can do this. Last week, Brian Eichel, Eichelberger won the thing, got $35, and Kyle Miller came in second with 15 bucks. So congratulations to those two. If you haven't done it, it's kind of a fun thing. You just take it and enter it. It's free. So last week, I'm pretty upset. Clint beat me. Clint wins the totals. Josh, you went 10-5 and five last week. Rough yeah. week for you. I went thirteen and two. I, I mean, you sure on that? I'm positive on. I, I, I'm gonna have to read. I double. That. I might even have triple checked it. It hmm. was good. It was okay. good. But we will do picks again. We'll do them all a little bit quicker this week. Yep. Um, first, first game, Josh. You're up. Center point or Banna versus Anamosa. Center point versus Anamosa. I will go with center point or Banna. Uh, they knocked me out of the playoffs my senior year, so I don't like them. But good football team, so I'll pick center point. Well, I already had Anamosa written down, so we're already opposite. That's All right. fantastic. Yeah. All right, next game, the game of the week: Benton Shellsburg versus Tipton. This one's easy. Tipton. I, I mean, I gotta go Tipton. We're Tipton. going Tipton. Going Tipton by a million. It's it's definitely gonna be a closer game. Um, I I took a little bit of heat for the. 28 points. You In did. fact, I even I don't appreciate players looking back during the game and giving me a hard time. Keep your eyes on the game. But they were giving me a hard time when we went up, I think, in the 40s. 
giving me a hard time about my That's true. Time. So I, I'm going to stick to the 28 points. I think we're going to win right. 28 points this week. I like that. I like that. All right, Wilton versus West Liberty. Um, you go first on this one. I will go with Wilton. All right, Wilton. I'm Drew Keats, their quarterback, they, they beat down on a pretty good team last week, whoever that was, and uh, I'm sticking with that. I'm actually going on West Liberty. Good. This is, this is great. This is we're opposite on this. All right, okay. Comanche Albernet. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Comanche on. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Albernet on this. I, I spoke wrong. Okay, Albernet. I will I will go with Comanche okay. um, on that pick. Perfect. All right. Wait, have we just done the opposite on every single pick? Except it. Except it. That's great. Uh, Central Dewitt versus Northeast. This one's a no brainer for me. I'm going Central Dewitt. I'm actually going Central Dewitt on this one too, <sighs> mostly because. Northeast disappointed me last week. All right, Bellevue versus East Buck. Uh, Bellevue was one of mine that disappointed me. I knew nothing about them, and they lost. So I'll go with East Buchanan. Well, I'm going to go Bellevue. We are kind of opposite on this one. Uh, Maquoketa Valley versus North Cedar. I'm going to have to go Maquoketa Valley. Because they will win this. Uh, Maquoketa Valley is good. There you go. They've got a stud player. I can't I think of his name, but I read a story. I didn't want to make her see her. Okay. Her see her. Max Valley is definitely going to win that game. All right. Postville. That's my, that's my lock of the week. Ooh, lock. Lock of the week. Um, Postville, North Lynn. I would go North Lynn. They won last week. I picked against them, so I was, was going to go North Lynn as well. Honestly. All right. Starmont, Clayton Ridge. I'm going to go Starmont on this. I will also go Starmont. We'll do the football program there. West Branch versus Dyke New Hartford, your pick. It's a good game. Um, I don't know much about Dyke New Hartford. Historically been good, but I'm going to go West Branch. They're going to be looking to avenge that big loss they had to Williamsburg. I'm going to go. And it's at home. I'm going to go to Dyke New Hartford. That's a team I used to have to play against in high school, and they are just flat good all the time. All right, we're into some college here. Nice. Iowa versus Utah State. Makes me so happy. Opening week. In fact, football game's going on right now. Um, why'd you write down Iowa for me? I, 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 just, I already wrote it down. Sorry, I'm, Josh. I will go with Iowa. <laughs> I will also go with Iowa. Um, Iowa State, Northern Iowa. This one is it's always comes down to something where there's a crazy Sorry. missed field goal or something. I've got to go with. Is this at Northern Iowa? They're playing at the uh, Unidome? Uh, that I don't. No, I don't think that means okay. that. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. So, Iowa State. Okay. I'm going Northern Iowa. Um, St. Olaf versus here. Central College. Central College. Uh, I'm going to go Central as well. All right. LSU, Florida State. It's a good game. Florida State's stacked on defense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with them, Florida State. I'm going to go LSU. All right, this is good. TCU, Colorado. The prime. Prime times opening game at CU. Yeah, I think TCU is going to take a step back. I think the prime's got a little more athletic ability than, than what they have in years past. I'll go Colorado. I'm going TCU. Most of not a big fan of Dion. South Carolina versus North Carolina. Last one. I'm going to go North Carolina. And I am going to go South Carolina. North Carolina, really? Wow. Yeah. All right, those are the pickings for this week. And there is your final whistle, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another Action Pack episode. Whether it's on the field or in your earbuds, remember, football is more than a game. It's a way of life. Catch you next week.